All right, we're continue making our way through each team and what they could do in the NBA draft this year. And we have now reached number 12 with the OKC Thunder, a team that just made a trade to kind of remove some draft picks, push them further down the line. Because right now, the OKC Thunder have more draft picks than open roster spots they're, sl- they're set to have in the upcoming years. But we're going to break down all their options, what they could do here at number 12 right after this. Welcome to the number one place for your daily basketball news and analysis, NBA Central. All right, what's going on, basketball fans? Welcome to another episode of NBA Central. You can follow the show at NBA Central Pod on every social media platform that we're on. And today we're covering the OKC Thunder, continuing our draft coverage um, as we're going to wrap this up between now and and, uh, the final day next week uh, before the draft happens next Thursday. Um, And so we're at the OKC Thunder. And so this is an interesting spot because the Thunder, like I said in the opening, they have so many upcoming draft picks that in some years they're set to have more draft picks uh, coming in than what they will open roster spots. So this 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 could be a setup for the OKC Thunder to make a trade, especially when you look at the way the Shea Gilgic Alexander ascended last season. He had what 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 would have been an MVP caliber year if the, if the Thunder won more, even though they made it into the playoffs, if they had won more over the course of the season. And that could accelerate some things that the OKC Thunder may want to do. Maybe they do look to move that pick to bring in some talent that can help them win now rather than more young players. Really, when you look at their their roster overall, right, they have young players at every single position that still need some developing to do. When you look at Chet, of course, you know him, is, he's, a, he's a big one that they did not have for that rookie season because he had that injury. And so him coming in, how he's able to put on weight, things like that, and really you know, be ready for the rigors of the NBA season. But then you look at, they have both Jalen Williams down there, right, who, who are both forwards and uh, Jalen Williams, also a center, probably going to play that backup role for Chet. You have Lou Dortz uh, down there, who's, uh, I, I like Lou Dortz a lot. You got Josh Giddy, you got Shade Gilders, you got Alexander down there, you got Isaiah Joe, you have Osman uh, Dang, who I really liked in last year's draft as well, especially as an upside pick, right? He's still, uh, he's going to be 21 years old, I think. Going into uh, next season, no, he just turned 20 a month ago. So, again, going to be 20 years old for the most part of next season. The Thunder have a lot of young pieces at almost every single position. Uh, And so, because of that, it makes it a little bit difficult to gauge what they're going to do. If I had to bet, I will say that I may may expect the Thunder to pull off a trade here. And I know that's that's something that's, that's been talked around. You'll see, um, you know, articles written on what the Thunder could get for the number 12 overall pick. But do not be surprised if maybe the Thunder listen up to deals up until it's time to draft and then eventually decide to make a move on that pick. But let's talk about some of the best prospects here at number 12, right? And the first one I'm going to bring up is Taylor Hendrick. This is a guy who really when you look at a lot of mock drafts, he can go before this, he can go after this. There's a lot of range as far as where where Taylor Hendricks can go. But at the end of the day, another power forward center prospect. So again, (laughs) considering the depth that they have there, unless they look to move one of the Jalen Williams or something like that, they may not go this route unless they really just believe in the two-way potential of them, right? A uh, good combination of size and mobility that we've talked about before, uh, versatile offensively and how you can use them. He's going to be a solid uh, scorer probably right away, right? He, he, uh, the way that he finishes above the rim, the, the get him out in transition as well, unselfish passer, uh, and a player that can really, you could see potentially fitting in and what they have going on, right? Has a solid mid-post uh, get, uh, area game, but, you know, he needs to work on that a little bit as well. Really good hands to catch passes, alley-oop, things like that, and he hustles. Taylor Hendrick hustles 
every play he's out there. Now, some of the things around him, much like a lot of the players on the Thunder, he has to add to his frame, right? He's going to have to learn to establish post position if he's going to be there. He doesn't create a lot for himself offensively, and he was a combo forward, but he can play some small ball five, even though looking at this Thunder roster, they may not need him to, to play that. So again, he's kind of a player that's in that area. Another one is Grady Dick, right? Grady Dick absolutely could be there for the Thunder. He can go before this as well, but he can be there for the Thunder at number 12. Again, a player with some nice size, 6'8", 205 pounds, can play either guard position, but it's probably going to be more so on the wing at the NBA level. He has that, that shot, a beautiful shot. He is going to let the three-point fly with confidence. He's elite from that corner three as well. He can uh, One dribble pull-ups has become a, a really good weapon for him as well. And the threat of him shooting gets his teammates in open, in open positions, even though he's not the greatest distributor. He can do that. He's also going to be a player that can be utilized really well in transition if you have that up-tempo offense. Um, he, he, he rebounds pretty well for his size as well. He's, a, he's an active defender, right? Defense isn't like he's not a lockdown defender by any stretch, but he's a very active defender. He's not going to be an elite-level athlete by any stretch of the imagination. He doesn't have great length as far as, you know, for his size there. But again, he's not afraid of contact. He's going to get in there. He's going to dig in uh, defensively. Um, you know, so there it goes. He doesn't create much space for himself off the dribble. So that's something that, again, you may need a point guard to do, which I don't think they're going to have much trouble there with OKC if that ends up being who, where he does end up going. Again, like Grady Dick there as well. Another guard, Jordan Hawkins, 6'5", 190 pounds as well. Um, listen, jump shot, that's absolutely beautiful. Maybe, and I've seen this said before, maybe the best shooter in this draft, even though I have some other players there as well that I, that I think can get hot. You, you, once he gets going scoring-wise, he's hard to stop. He has success. He's almost a three-level scorer. He's an active defender. He can test shots as well. He's going to have some versatility in how you can use him, whether he's one of the main guards. He doesn't. He's not the most efficient as far as scoring-wise, but he can be a scorer. You can see that efficiency coming around for him. Um, he's, it, it, and so, you know, he, he takes a lot of shots and he can be more streaky than consistent, but again, rookie, you expect that type of thing. Um, right hand dependent, can't really go left. So be on the lookout for that and see how they can co coach him out of that. And as well, he's, he's foul prone for a guard, uh, 2.3, uh, fouls per game as a sophomore. So that's kind of the things that you're looking at there to try to maybe hopefully coach out of him to a degree. Um, but again, not anything that I would say is is hugely something that's going to be um, hard for him to, to, to come out of. I like Jordan Hawkins a lot. Another player uh, that could be drafted here, but if they do go this route, I'm, I probably am going to expect him to be traded. That's Derek Lively, 7-1 center out of Duke, 230 pounds. Um, one of the best rim protectors you're going to find in this draft, period. The athleticism, the length, the, 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 the how physical he can get, right? He's a discipline in the pick-and-roll defense as well. Defensively, he's almost everything you want from a big man. Can do some switching, but again, you don't want to rely heavily on switching him as well. He's really solid in drop coverage as well, which is something that not a lot of centers are good at in this modern-day NBA. Again, not the greatest scoring-wise. You're not going to look for him to do a lot scoring-wise right away, but again, if you need an enforcer, a defender coming off the bench, or even in that starting lineup, uh, which again, Chet, what position does he end up playing, right? But ultimately, um, not the greatest free throw shooter either. 60% of, of free throws in his career collegiately. So, and, and, you know, the lateral quickness is a bit of a question there. But like I've said before with him, even though that lateral quickness is, is sometimes questionable, 
He's he's good. He's solid enough on switches and knows how to use his link to stay for a couple of steps with a player. But you don't want to leave him out there on an island on on switches either. Um, so it's a consistent minutes were were a problem for him as well at the collegiate level. But I really, I really, I just like him. I like his skill set. I think he has a skill set that it's easily overlooked in modern day NBA because, of course, we want our bigs to be able to shoot, have mid range jumpers, things like that. But he's so good at what he does right that I think it warrants him being selected still in the lottery area. Now, I do think there's a slight chance he could fall out of the lottery, but that's a very slight one. Somebody's going to look at his talent, what he can do, and see that there's enough maybe untapped potential there offensively that he can be used, utilized in a way. Now, you're not going to ever probably see him go out to be a three-point shooter or anything like that. But again, he he, he doesn't show a hesitation, right, to, to, to maybe polish off that game and there's enough there. The shot's going to need some work. He's a 72% shooter from inside the arc as well. So if there's something there that you can say and talk yourself into it enough to where you can see him turning into a solid offensive weapon. Not anything amazing, not anything earth-shattering or anything like that, but with all the offensive weapons potentially they have at the, uh, in OKC, you could potentially see him there. Now, as you guys can tell, like even in looking at this, I still think that the OKC Thunder may move this this pick. That's just my personal opinion on that. But there's enough talent here that even if they do move it, they're gonna. It's not like they're gonna just sell it off for nothing. But if they do decide to hold on to it, there's more than enough talent here for OKC Thunder to add another young piece to this core. As they're gonna see how many of these young pieces end up developing. But there's gonna eventually get to a point where you're gonna have to move some of these uh, these young pieces. You're just gonna have to by the nature of just development having enough repetitions for everyone, you're going to eventually have to move off some of these players. And because of that, I do think that OKC Thunder may move this pick. Again, I could be out on my own with that one. You guys can let me know what you think about it down below. The, the Thunder also have the 50th overall pick. And there's, there's some options there as well, but I would not be surprised, especially with the talent that the Thunder already have, that unless they get their guy, which could be said for the number 12 overall pick as well, is that unless the guy or one of the guys they have high on their board is there, they could probably sell that pick, right? Just sell it outright, maybe not even get any future assets back for it uh, because of how many assets they have coming in over the next handful of years. So look, be on the lookout for that, for the OKC Thunder to do something like that. But hey, that's my thought on what the OKC Thunder could do in the draft. They have an MVP candidate level player to build around, and they're going to be one of the teams to watch for several years to come, regardless of what they do in this draft. Let me know what you guys think on everything down below. Make sure you're following the show at NBA Central Pod on every social media platform. You can also send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, NBA Central Show at gmail.com. And then lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything NBA related. And I'll see you guys the next time I feel like making a video. Probably tomorrow. Peace, y'all. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media.